In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, the highlight of my day, the highlight, I don't, no, if it's the highlight of Rich Hill's day because he went to the dentist, which is better than <laughs> the dentist. Yeah, today this is the highlight of the day. Yeah. Today this is. I got I got a crown put in. It's terrible. Looks awful. It's oh. terrible. You can see it. It's as white. I got coffee teeth with a bright white crown. Did a great great job. Did a good job on it. But you know, smile a little bit to the side. Oh, what is that? All right, it's not good. First, it's not good. It's 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 a prosthetic, though. It's not the permanent. It, it's it's first of all, you, in case people can't see where you're pointing, it's literally the last tooth in your mouth. Nobody can yeah. see. Nobody second can to see. last, second to last. And yeah, I can see it. I oh, can boy. feel it. I know it's there. I got to be careful. You know how I lost it the first time? Oh. I had a Jolly Rancher. We were in Seattle in the outfield, shagging balls. I had a Jolly Rancher. Um, in my mouth, I'm getting a call. This is interruption right now. I can't have this. Hold on. Hold on. All right. All right. All right. All right. So I had a, uh, and I opened my mouth and the crown was stuck to the, uh, to the Jolly Rancher. Oh, so then I popped it off the Jolly Rancher. I put it back on the whole original idea behind this, uh, crown. It wasn't even an idea. I needed to get a root canal. So oh. I tried to tough it out for like three days, and I thought my head was going to explode. Um, and I ended up going. The lady was like, you need to do this now. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> so root canal, got the crown. This is three years ago. I actually swallowed it when I was in Boston, I think, on a on a uh, plane trip. And then uh, obviously didn't go looking for it. Come on, Rob. Didn't go looking no, for you it. Didn't, no, no, you didn't see if it no. passed through? No, <laughs> no, no. Took that one. Let that one go. Yeah, let that one go. Yep. About it. it all started with a Jolly Rancher in the outfield in Seattle, right? There you yep. go. Yeah, hold it. And then I put it back in. It stayed for a little bit. Gum every now and then would pop out, and I would take it out and put it on the railing. And the guys were like, what, are you, what is wrong with you? And I was like, we're all trying to figure that out. <laughs> See, the inside the world of big league baseball. It's amazing. <laughs> all right. So I want to ask you this question. I gotta. I'm, I'm gonna give you the heads up. I'm gonna rattle off some of your former teammates to see what you think of them because they're in the news. So okay. all right, all right, for uh, good reasons. Yeah, no, I, I don't think anyone's <laughs> even if you keep, right. even if you thought they were an asshole, you're gonna be like, oh, that guy's an asshole. You know, no, no. be like, oh, he really means well. Um, but uh. No, but you played with a lot of guys who are in the news. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't. But before we do that, um, we had on a, a guy, Joe Kelly. I don't know if you know him. So, Joe. Yeah, Joe. Uh, you don't want to. <laughs> I know. I know Joe very well. I know you do. So I, the best. Asked, I asked him, I said, um, 
this is a few weeks ago before he agreed to terms with the Dodgers. And, yeah. and I said, okay, you go to the Dodgers. Shohei goes to the Dodgers. You have number 17. Shohei has number 17. What do you do? And Joe said, no, I got 11 years in the major leagues, twice as many of him. He, yeah. I want him to, I want to play with him, but, uh, but it's going to cost him either a nice car or one eighth of my contractor's bill. So, so, so that's where we stand. And evidently Bob Nightingale came out with a story that said that Dodgers have since called Joe about the number just in yeah. case. Um, yeah. So the, my point is, Rich, you must have some good number stories. You must have seen. Has anyone tried to buy your number? Have you tried to buy any numbers? Uh, have you seen any good number purchases? Anything at all? No, I, I've heard, you know, watches, um, money. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Um, I haven't heard of automobile or anything to do with uh, construction. Or, That's or, very interesting. Or, or a pool. Yeah. Yeah, or the pool. Yeah, pool construction. But I'm going to keep that in mind because I haven't thrown in my papers yet to uh, see the ship off out into the ocean. You know what I mean? I like so, it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think Joe is going up the right alley, though. I mean, Shohei is going to probably be pulling in uh, half a billion dollars. So I'm sure that, uh, you know, for the number 17, it's not going to you know, really break the bank, but well, it would be nice. It would be a nice gesture. And I think Shohei's a really nice guy. I think he's, you know, I've, I've been able to talk to him uh, one time a couple of years ago uh, with the Red Sox um, and tremendous, tremendous guy. I think he's, uh, you know, uh, obviously would be more than willing to, uh, to do that. Yeah. I think we're all dealing with reasonable people, so it's yeah, all fine. Yeah. But have you ever, did you ever get, so uh, what, yes. your, what would be your ideal number? What would be your? I, I, I mean, I like forty-four. It's just forty-four. It's, it's okay. been a good number, and you know, whatever right. I was able to finally get to choose. Um, I think for once, when I when I signed with uh, with uh, Oakland, actually, it was eighteen, and then with the Dodgers, I was able to, you know, when they said what number do you want, and that was available. So uh, I wanted eighteen, but I think Kenta Maeda had eighteen, and I know eighteen or whatever is a Japanese kind of uh, number for guys over in Japan that come over. Anyway, it's probably a longer story than we need right now. Uh, but the uh, 44 was, uh, you know, yeah, that's what I would I would pick. So as you were saying that, somebody uh, that we were just talking about just texted me. Uh-huh. And, and he said that now the asking price may be a better version of his truck. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, that's a... Uh, I don't know. That's it's it's uh, not real world problems, but uh, you know. No. Hey, listen. The thing the thing is is that hey, if if, if he's coming to if he's coming to L.A. and and uh, I mean Joe I'm seventeen. Like- I agree with Joe though. I agree with Joe. He has every right with you know even if it's a day over, it's still like hey, I got you in service time. Is that what it is? Is that what it is? is service time? Is that understood? Yeah, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. It's understood, and if it isn't, it should be. Yeah. Oh, do, I mean, have, have, have you ever had to have people talk to people like say, "Hey, listen, I know that you." Yeah, well- there, were, there was there was one one case uh, going to uh, in in Tampa, um, but you know, hey, listen, it, it's uh, water under the bridge, and uh, you know, I wasn't giving out cars or buying pools, uh, especially in ground pools. Probably wait, wait, been so like- wait, in, in Tampa, was it you? Was it your? You had the number. No, no, I did not. No, I oh, it's, the 40, it was somebody else. Yeah, so yeah, and it was uh, forty four going to uh, 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 in Tampa. I ended up with fourteen, 
which is the lowest I've ever had, and uh, I enjoyed it. It was good, fourteen, good number. Um, but you know, yeah. So All right. that All was right. that was it. All right, wait. But no, I was not given. I was not making any, uh, an exception to say like, "Hey, let me call you and I'll you know buy a, a new Rolex or something like that." That was not. Uh, that was wait, not. So a- without without getting into it, without getting into it. So you wanted forty four, and someone had forty four, and you kind of right. like you kind of were like, "Well, you know the deal here. It's this is how it works." And- yeah, I mean, it was kind of like that. And if he had asked for something, then I would have said, "You know what? Yeah, reasonable. Uh, we can do that." And uh, it wasn't, and I wasn't really, you know, kind so of. So it uh, just push- didn't mean that much to you to to push the issue. No, and I think you know, well, hey, at that point, what's another number? How many numbers have you had? Oh, that's a great question. I think it's probably two rows on uh I'm gonna look Oh, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it yeah. up. It's a we lot are... be good good uh good numbers for uh Kino when you're down the Cape. <laughs> By the way, uh the plan this week was for me to drive down to your house and we're gonna lay out the, the equipment bags on the on the yeah. lawn. But... Hats. I got hats up the wazoo, I got bags, we got uh yeah, yeah. But we're gonna do it when it's not degrees out. I was I'm not doing it at nineteen. Saturday, degrees. Sunday, Sunday, sixty-two, rainy. Perfect. Perfect. Rain. Perfect. Perfect New England weather will be miserable. Oh. Have Dunkin' Donuts, be pissed off. <laughs> should we put up should, should we should we put up the flyers now? Uh yard sale, Rich Hill's house, Sunday in the yeah, I know. I'm calling I'm calling every equipment guy to see if they have a buyback program. <laughs> what's what's the what's the uh what's the best one what's the best piece of equipment that you have oh i i mean with you mean piece of pieces of i mean jerseys are the they're i, I love the jerseys you frame um, them no they're all just hanging up zipped up tucked away i haven't finished uh uh the room that at the house that i want to put everything up and everything like that so it's it's been a uh it's been more of a uh, like a. Uh, it would be a good episode on TLC. Let's put it that way. Really? Wait, wait. <laughs> like like hoarders? <laughs> that's, 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 can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine? You're, you know, yeah. you're, the, you're the only player that would be like on this episode of Hoarders. We have a very special episode. We go to a major league baseball player's house, uh, yeah. and all he. All he's hoarding is is his former equipment. Yeah. Oh God. Babe yeah. Ruth. What is this? All signed by Babe Ruth under. Hey, have you ever been to the Hall of Fame? Have you ever been to the Hall of Fame? When I was uh, twelve, I was oh, there one time. When you want to go again? I'm thinking, yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Right up there. I would love to go. Yeah, that would be amazing. I feel like I feel like there's we could plant some Rich Hill stuff in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, there's a few. Honestly, there are a couple things that uh, that have made it there, which surprisingly uh, was uh, humbled by. You know what I mean? There's a couple jerseys in there and uh, some cleats or whatnot from post seasons, and then uh, I think uh, uh, a couple games that they asked for some things. So I was like, "Well, all right." <laughs> well, so there's there is now a baseballs and boring sticker there. Oh, it's in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! John, wow. Well, John. I would I would expect the Hall of Fame to get something before I before I get a piece of uh, baseball. <laughs> 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 All 
if, if oh. I come down there on Sunday in the rain, I will I'll be. It's it's you, you. What you're getting is is the special gift basket. It's not just the random like here's a T-shirt. Oh. It's the special. I love that. It's a I hope it's I hope it's an LL Bean bag that I can use when I go down to the beach. Oh, is that what you want? <laughs> Okay. No, I, just, sure. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's well, yeah. You know, uh, can I give you like a little bit? So we have, we're, we're so fortunate to have so many people, talented people sort of emerging on a, under our umbrella. And one of them is a guy named Reese Green. And I'm going to tell you this story. You'll appreciate this. Yeah. So Reese, uh, you're not on Twitter so much, but maybe you came across it no. on, on Halloween. He had the best Halloween costume in baseball. It caught like it went viral. And yeah. it's him dressed up as Randy Johnson and his girlfriend dressed up as the dead bird. Ah, <laughs> that's great. Right? I haven't seen it. You're going to have to send oh, me guess I'll send it to you. So, so we had him on the podcast because it was, it went viral. It was a great costume and he told the story. And then it turns out that Reese played at Winthrop University. He played professionally in Australia, played professionally in Czech Republic, and now is a stand-up comedian. So you're checking off all these boxes, right? It's great. Yeah. So, yeah. so I want, so Reese is going to be doing, uh, some work for us, a podcast for us. And, um, and she said, Hey, listen, I have friends who, Got in the OnlyFans game really early, oh, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and where and we've we've all rent or they not we they've all rented out Marlins Park to play baseball for three hours. Wow! And it's like there's no shenanigans. There's no like OnlyFans shenanigans. It's just this a third, game, thirty a game. Like we're just we love bit. They love baseball. Yeah, flying everybody down this whole crew down to Florida. Yeah. And, and these this group of of uh, OnlyFans people or friends of OnlyFans in in Greece and they're just playing baseball, which I thought was kind of awesome, right? Okay, you yeah, can, yeah, yeah. You can think of was, but you just love baseball. It's like yeah. there's no shenanigans going on. Well, and so we got there. The Marlins have pulled the plug on it. Oh God, why? Because yeah. they they didn't like the uh, sponsorship or what? Was I mean, it? I don't know, I don't know. But I told them I, I said find a sand lot like they did in. Bad news bears go to Japan, you know, when that game was. I haven't, I haven't seen that. I didn't. Oh, see you that. haven't? No, got a lot of stuff. Five, hold well, on, I gotta write this down. Let me, hold on, I got my, uh, yeah. You see that? Yeah. yeah, there we go. It's my number one writing utensil. Bad, wait, what, what are you, what are you writing down? Bad news bears goes to Japan. Goes to Japan. Yeah. You never yeah, heard yeah. like that you have Brad, bad news bears breaking training, which is when they're played in Houston and the Astros. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah, you never, you haven't seen these. These are like no. I saw sequels. Bad News Bears. I saw the Bad News Bears with uh, Walter Matthau. That's number yeah. one. Uh, these are the sequels. These are the yeah. Okay. okay. So anyway, yeah. Bad News Bears go to Japan. Yep. They go yep. to Japan. Games canceled, so they find a sandlot. Superiority of the game. They don't need no stinking sponsorships or or ballparks or anything. Just play. Yep. Some, that's it. So yeah. yeah. So there you go. Right. So it's worth. it. So they're going to Miami. They're going to find a sandlot in Miami because they I already know flew what down they're there. Do. They... All I knew is that we shipped thirty-five baseballs and boring shirts to them, yep. which, which are now being diverted to your house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll just go out there on the uh, some of it. It'll be good. We we could put them on the rack. We're gonna. I get one. Uh, yeah. I'll give one to Bryce. Give one to my wife, Caitlin, and I'm gonna put them out there. And then the rest of them we can we can sell them and and then. Um, you know, use the money for uh, you're charity. Working, you're working out with a bunch of 
like professional guys, we'll get it to them. Oh, that's a good, that's a great call. Yeah. 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 Spread the All word. Right. Spread right. the word. I, I'm going to go down there. This so I'm going to do this in person. I'm going to do this in person. Well, speaking of being in person, this is an awkward segue, but still it's pertinent. Um, I'm going to rattle off some guys who were traded as we're taping this. Some guys who were traded and give me your like perspective of them. But I don't mean like perspective of he's a good guy. He's a good player. I mean, just like g- give me something, you know, nothing bad, but I'm just saying like something that maybe you didn't know before you get to know him and play with him. All right. You ready? You I ready? <laughs> Yeah. Right, give, me the initial, give me the initials yeah. of anyone you don't want me to bring. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Whatever. Go ahead. Okay. You knew about Juan Soto before. When you yeah, Juan Soto. A yep. A couple months. What what struck you about him? Yeah. Great guy. I knew that was coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, honestly, uh, unbelievable. His, his ability, uh, hand-eye coordination, I think is – is so I know you're going to bring up another guy, Alex Verdugo. So these guys, their their hand-eye coordination and their ability to be able to put the bat on the ball is, you know, in my opinion, it's it's some of the best in the game. And and obviously that goes, you know, for uh, uh, what they've been able to do at the highest level. Um, with Juan being one of the best hitters, you know, throughout baseball, best eyes, and the, and the same with Doogie. I think the one thing with Alex is that. You know, maybe, and I and I didn't see obviously last year with the Red Sox and everything. Obviously, it was in a different part of the country, but his ability to get on base through the walk, and that's obviously Juan's one of Juan's strengths, which increases you know on base percentage, which is humongous. Um, but again, just the, the the work ethic from Juan, and uh, you know, for him to again. Um, in New York, be able to come out of his shell and, and, you know, be that fun loving guy. I think everybody saw. But that's Okay. So that's Washington. another thing you've played in New York and, yeah. and you know, his personality. So we had Buster only on um, recently and we we're talking about Juan Soto. He said he, he puts a lot of pressure on himself to be great, which isn't a bad yeah. thing, right? Would you? No, that? That's, that's a good thing. That's a good yeah. thing. I think it's a good thing. I think pressure is, you know, they say privilege and all that and which it is. But it's also what you do with it. And I think that for him to be able to want to be great and want to go out there and, you know, uh, go four for four every night or get on base four times, it's, it's awesome. And that's, you know, that's also appreciated by the fans because that's what you're paying the, the, the ticket to go, to go see. You want to see, you want to see a great player. And he, you know, he, it, when it's all said and done, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, I believe that. Um, and, you know, again, to, to point out his work ethic and how much he cares about, uh, getting better, it's 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 going to show itself in New York, and I think it's he's going to benefit from you know the short porch and right as well. Mm. Uh, it's going to be something that you know, although he does go the other way really well, he also can can pull the ball. So, um, you know, I think that's that's just something when you get there in in New York. In my opinion, it's just like Boston or any other any of these other big markets is is be honest and and be yourself. You know, <laughs> be accountable, and that that just be authentic. Yeah. No, your your accountability is. We said this a million times. It's like that's the most important word in any of these markets, you know, any of these big markets. Accountability. Yeah. But, no, no, you, nobody wants you to. Nobody wants you to suck in these in these markets. They all want you to succeed and do very well. 
Mm. Um, I think that's the misnomer for a lot of players when they come in. It's already like, oh, the media is against me. The fans are against me. It's not. That's all bullshit. It's it's they want you to do well. They want you to, you know, play hard and 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 be accountable. You think that you 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 made quick mention of it. So you think that New York fits him, fits his personality, because that's another thing, right? Is that yeah. he's played in Washington, he's played in San Diego. But sometimes guys, you know, hey, listen, you know, I'm ready to play in the big market. This is yeah. this fits me. Well, the other side of it, too, is that uh, if you want to say it's obviously he's going into his uh, final year of arbitration. And uh, I don't think New York gives up the pitching that they gave up to get Juan Soto and not make a run at him uh, at some point during the year to say, you know, hey, let's work something out for the next, you know, six, seven years or whatever it might be, 10 years. Um, Because, I mean, let's remember, he's only 25 years old going into the season, which is amazing. Right. Um, going to be a free agent after his, after age 25. So, um, you know, extremely unique situation as far as the age and the talent and the combination of what you're going to be paying for moving forward. I think that's something that's going to be incredible, incredibly valuable for any team that goes ahead and makes that decision. Um, but now that, you know, New York almost gets the uh, inside look at the player, right? So they get to see what he, his work ethic, how he handles, you know, ups, downs, uh, consistently on a, on a daily basis. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, that's something that if, if the market, it, it, it's up to the player, if they want it to fit them, it really is. It's not, you know, you be yourself, uh, don't, you know, kind of sacrifice that just because you're concerned about what somebody thinks about you. So, when it comes to, I guess, the other guys there, Trent Grisham, he's the other guy that was traded. Yep, Trent Grisham. Yeah, honestly, like I, I know, I you know, great guy, but he is great, great human being, uh, unbelievable defender. Um, you know, I know that obviously, um, you know, with with the, the the his ability and his speed, I think obviously can be utilized um, a little bit more. I think with you know being able to open up the door to um, putting the ball on the ground, you know, before the pitcher via the bunt, obviously, um, and finding other unique ways of getting on base. I think, uh, again, the increased ability to uh, track the ball and uh, work his on-base percentage through the walk uh, will be extremely valuable. Um, and again, utilizing his speed once he gets on base to be able to steal more bases. I think that's, but his defense is, you know, is elite, elite. Mm. Well, you go back to a guy you mentioned, Verdugo. This is what a, yeah. a question I have for you is that, you know, I've obviously been around him and I get the sense, I mean, this is another thing Buster brought up and I thought he was right about it. I get the sense that it will help him to have Aaron Judge there. In other 100%. Words, right? I mean, so, you know, like last year, um, Alex Verdugo, Really wanted to be a leader. He really did. I mean, he really yeah. take the step up. But that's hard to do when you just say, "I'm going to be a leader." Like the reality is that sometimes you just got to be yourself, and it if it evolves into that, it evolves into that. Well, we know that Judge is the the alpha there, the guy yeah. who's going to be there. So Verdugo, I would imagine being around him, you probably saw the same thing. It's just like, okay, you know what? Slot into where you are, mm-hmm. sure at your rate. And do what you can do. And meanwhile, the Aaron judges of the world, you know, they'll, they'll handle the big stuff. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah, you, you have uh, so many um, 
big names in that locker room now with with uh, Soto, Judge, Stanton. Um, you know, and I'm sure they're going to go ahead and add more guys uh, this offseason because, you know, the pitching needs to be addressed uh, with that club. They still haven't really addressed any uh, major pitching uh, issues that they might have with the starting rotation. But you're going to have other guys, too. And I think the other thing that I'll say is that it's hard to grow up in the big leagues, right? Yeah. Um, it's not, you know, and, and that, you know, it's, it's, it's just everybody, you're under a microscope all the time you come into the field, you know, everybody's seeing what you're doing. Every one of your missteps or, you know, uh, or, uh, uses of a sentence and in, in a, in a, in an answer to a question after the game, before the game, whatever it might be ends up. Now that's just not, this is for everybody across the board that, that, uh, very few guys have that finish to them once they come into the big leagues at age 2021. 20, I mean, I'm, I'm so impressed by guys that come up even to get the opportunity to be able to play in the big leagues is, you know, unbelievably outstanding. But, you know, again, to, to have that little bit of, uh, that extra microscope on you and, and not to really make those mistakes in double A AA and triple A, but when you get in the big leagues, you know, it's, it's, it's everybody gets to see it and everybody gets to hear your opinion on your, on your screw ups. And it's not always great, uh, the way that it comes off. So, um, but I do think, you know, I think that that's one thing with Alex that I think he's going to be 27 this year. Yeah. Is that correct? Uh, 28, um, 27, 28. Yeah. 28. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to go back to 28 and do it over again. <laughs> you know, and that's just me. I'm not saying, you know, look, I, I screw up all the time, but, um, you know, to be able to go back and look at the opportunity that's in front of you. And I yeah. think that obviously now that being in that market of, of New York, I, you know, look, all the other markets are great and everything. New York is different. It is different. It is different. And, and, uh, you know, there is a lot more, uh, required from you. There's a lot more, um, you know, that different avenues that are pulling at you just because it is a large city with so many things to do. And so many people are interested in that one team, the New York Yankees. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a world brand, so to speak. Right. Well, that's what um, they're banking on. <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean hey yeah 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 the, uh well let me uh so who was the player that you saw it was such a great comment you just made it's hard to grow up in the major leagues right and yeah. and so who was the player you remember like this evolved that way that you're like oh you know and maybe when they were young their head was swimming it was the yeah every, growing up in the major league was a challenge oh, and then was there it has there been anyone who jumps out i mean the one that jumps out for me Sure. I don't know him. Is Bryce Harper. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 We I mean we yeah. had we've had on yeah. as you know, we've had on Pap, Jonathan Papabon a lot. He's talked yeah. about his incident with Harper a lot. But Harper, as he points out, was twenty years old. Yeah. And and to Pap's I think Pap's uh credit or or he's right that there was probably an element that he, that Harper needed at the time and because that's hard for people to see now because he's a totally different image of yeah. a twenty year old who was was coddled his whole life. Not not to say he didn't work hard, but still he's twenty years old. But now you flash forward ten years and you have the ultimate leader, the ultimate example, the ultimate player, all of that, right? Yeah, yeah, and all that feeds into it. It's, it's we are, we are our experiences. That's what we, we are at the end of the day. And I think that that's what's tough to supplement, no matter what you're doing in any industry or any business, is to say, well, I went here, I have this degree, or I have this, you know, uh, 
you know, letters after my name, uh, but you don't have the experience. And it, it is so much of everything in this life that, you know, obviously in baseball, and that's attributed to, uh, you know, just time spent in, in that field. And, and that's what we see with Harper now. Um, you know, there are other guys that I can think of examples who did come up and it was like, wow, that, you know, really good job of, of being able to handle themselves in a big market and understand, uh, you know, uh, how things work and, and knew themselves uh, a little bit more than, you know, probably most of us did at that age and, and understood what their uh, routine was going to be and their work ethic and how they were going to go about it. Now, maybe some of those things, um, you know, weren't refined yet, or they might have been overdone or underdone. But, you know, there was definitely much better picture that was being painted uh, instead of, you know, asking people what they're doing on a daily basis. You know what I mean? So that's how I compare it. I compare it to going into a locker room and not knowing what your routine is or what your what your idea of how you're going to go about your business is. You know, hey, what are you doing today? What are you doing? What are you doing? Now, all of a sudden, it's like, you know, that's the quickest way to find yourself in the in the toilet bowl. <laughs> the last player is Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray. Yeah. Sonny Gray, incredible competitor. Um, he unbelievable, honestly, those the unbelievable guy. Uh, um, and I think, you know, uh, it was just, uh, being able to play with him in, in, uh, Oakland and see that conviction that he had at such a, at such a young age. And I think again, you know, through his career and obviously looking backwards, but what his time in New York was, was, was a difficult, you know, it wasn't an easy going, oh. uh, or I, I don't want to say no time is easy going. Cause I know the stress of getting ready for a game, pitching in a game. And it's not like, Oh, Hey, that went well. It must've been stress-free bullshit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it is stressful, you know, all the way through. It just, sometimes you have better results than other days, but um, you know, seeing the way he carried himself and with that conviction as, as a young player, and then uh, having a little bit of a bump in the road in New York and then being able to find himself again in, in, in Cincinnati. I mean, for me as a player, that's, I love that when guys, you know, because again, you're getting the most out of your career. Mm-hmm. As a, as an individual, and now he's gained a uh, again he's gained a reference point uh, with his experience in in New York that he can now go ahead and be uh, you know it can be beneficial to another player mm. uh, that could ask him um, you know some some questions some insight on playing in a big market on struggling um, you know and and uh, you know that's what that's what I think is is incredible about that story with Sonny. Um, yeah, I, I think it's great perspective and great insight. And, and I think it's, you know, is he going to be as good as he was in 2023? I don't know. But even if he's close to it, you have the guy that you're talking about, which other guys can get behind. Although everyone in that rotation is like 36 years old. So, but yeah, uh, I mean, but it's also St. Louis. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's the, it's the closest thing to a big market because it's such intense. The baseball fans are intense and they love the game and they know everything about every player, but baseball is really what, uh, you know, motivates that city in St. Louis, I believe. Um, especially being part of the Cubs, uh, St. Louis rival years ago and then, and then coming in with the Dodgers or whoever over the years, they always, you know, um, do a great job of, of supporting the team. Um, but I don't think last year was anywhere near a fluke for, for Sonny Gray. I think this is just the beginning of everything coming together for him. Um, and again, I think that a lot of that stuff has to do with like where you are in life, uh, where you are with your experiences from where you came from in the game. And again, where you're going 
uh, moving forward with that knowledge that you've been able to accumulate over the over the course of uh, playing. The last thing is, how does it feel to be the favorite player slash human being of a Hall of Famer? No, no, that's <laughs> unbelievable. I, I, no, he, uh, yeah. We were talking so about joking, talking about broadcaster Joe Castiglione. Congratulations, Joe. He won the Ford C. Frick Award. Um, I'm so happy for him. I get a chance to work with him. Um, you've got a chance to work with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I, I mean it and, and you, you don't have to respond to it, but obviously we joke around a lot with Joe because you, you know, anything could be going. The Red Sox could be playing the Yankees. He could be broadcasting it, and it'd be the eighth inning of a tie game. And we said, hey, look at Rich. Rich Hill's got a shutout through six. Oh! <laughs> well, I know Joe and Jan are, are unbelievable people. And, it, you know, in my opinion, it's overdue. I'm so happy for Joe that he uh, got the call. And, and uh, I just want to ask him what that was like, you know, getting that call from the Hall of Fame. And, uh, I mean, it's that's incredible. And, and all the years that – Obviously, he's he's put in with uh, you know Red Sox Nation and and uh, the great games that he's called over the years. And as we mentioned earlier, before we get on four World Series titles, that's that's pretty special. Yeah, yeah. It's and he's such a good guy, man. Like it's such a good guy. It's the the great thing about Joe do working with him. And listen, I know that everyone everyone can't wait for my spring training broadcast on AM radio with Joe, where Joe comes here, here comes big number 97 with no name on his black back at Hammond state yeah. for the twins. And also, by the way, Oh, Rich, can you stay another inning? Can you stay another <laughs> inning? Can you stay another inning? And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully you're able to, to uh, join us this spring training, but it's, you can, you can, I think a big part of broadcasting now rich is conversation more than ever oh, right yeah. and and joe's not averse yeah he like he's got the textbook he goes through the media guide he goes through what's going on he describes what's going on but you can get joe going on stories which people love people yeah, love that's, stories right yeah absolutely I, and, and and to your point rob that's what makes the that's what makes the broadcast is being able to get those little details behind you know, where somebody is from, where they went to school, something about their family. Um, and I think that, you know, that's what makes a great, uh, you know, story, but also makes a great broadcaster in the game of, of any game, really. I, I, and and especially with a lot of the, if you want to say, downtime in baseball, you, you have time to tell those stories, even yeah. with the pitch clock. <laughs> uh, I remember, by the way, I remember, you probably remember this too, we were doing a couple of years ago, oh, what, I think you were the, were the Red Sox. Uh-huh. And we were doing a spring training game. It just so happened that the owner was cruising on through. Remember right. that? Right. And, yeah. Yeah. And John, and John he, Henry. Yeah. John Henry. And he said, he's like, oh, if you ever, I mean, basically gave you a job. It was like, yeah. it was like Fox giving Tom Brady the $300 million contract. It was the same thing. The owner <laughs> yeah. of the Red Sox said to you, I'm going to listen to you. You're really good. Anytime you want to do this. There you go. Yeah, no, that was that was a good that was a great moment. And, uh, yeah. I always enjoy coming up there and and uh, being in the booth. And uh, again, you know, like you said, you're you're talking about something that you love talking about. And 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 Joe has always made that you know really easy. All right, well, start putting up the the flyers because I'm coming down on Sunday. So there you go. <laughs> Hold the rain. I'll get the umbrella ready. All right.